Hello and welcome to a special episode of the Agile Pubcast. I'm Jeff Watts and I'm here with my good friend Paul Goddard to introduce a landmark episode. Yes, it's 50, the big 5-0. We've been doing this 50 times. So despite all your ideas, we've decided to go back to where it all started. And what was the name of the pub, Jeff? The Royal Tavern in Cheltenham. Yeah, so we've decided to reminisce, you know, cast our minds back to all over all 50 episodes to see how we ended up back where it all started. A retrospective, if you will, looking back at some of the best pubs, the best topics, the best conversations, the best beers, ciders. Yes. The best guests. And the best guests. So we are going to take a bit of a break over the summer. It's time for some R&R, time to spend some time with the family. And we're going to come back later in the year. But if you want to keep up to date with when we are back, the best thing to do is to subscribe. And if you've got an iPhone, you can do that straight away now on iTunes. Or if you've got any other type of device, Stitcher or any of your kind of, what is it? What do they call them? Aggregators? Podcast? <laughs> Podcast providers. That's there you go. So, um, that's enough from me. Uh, for the last time, in a long time, you're going to hear us plead for nice reviews and five stars ratings on, on various apps. Thanks for being our loyal listeners, and we'll see you soon. Play the jingle! This is exciting. Welcome back. This is a milestone, Jeff. Yeah. Who'd have thunk it? Not me. No offence, but no, not me. <laughs> I didn't think we'd make it to 50 episodes. This, welcome to episode 50, listeners. 5-0. And we're, we've returned full circle. We're back where it all began. In the tavern. The rebuilt tavern. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder since, if it burns down again after the since, yeah, Since we did the first podcast here... I think it's almost two years ago, it's pretty much around two years ago. This place did actually burn down and there's been rebuilt. Yeah, pretty much almost as soon as we finished recording, there was a fire. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, yeah, so we're back now and we thought thought it would be a good place to come back to, a bit nostalgic. Drinking the same... Yeah, we just listened to the beginning of the first podcast. Oh, how young we sounded. Yeah. you can almost hear that I didn't have a beard when I was talking. <laughs> that's, that's how much things have changed. But I am drinking the same pint that I drunk about two years ago, which is Dunkerton's cider, which is a local cider, isn't it? It's, mm. it's, it's from the area. Yeah. But it's out now in a glass that has some details on the back. Yeah, and apparently it's the uh, finest tasting heritage cider apples and peri pears. And that's all nonsense to me because it says, okay, so it says ar- aromatic characteristics that Dunkerton's are celebrated for. Is it nice? Is it nice? Taste of apples, isn't it? Like it's pretty much I've me. got a lively pint. Well, so when we were here first, I was drinking the Dunkerton's lager, which was a Bobby's. They didn't do that anymore. Yeah. So I've got something else. It's called Budding, which is still local. It's from Stroud, just up the road. Yeah. Between me and you, really. Yeah. Um, and it's, I would describe it as lively. I'm not what sure does lively? You to said be that lively. to me a minute ago. What does lively mean? Though? Well, it almost feels like it's alive. <laughs> It's a, it's almost a little bit sour or um, 
electric. I'm not sure it's supposed to be. I think it's a new start of a you barrel. Grit so your, grit your teeth after you've done it. So I quite as uh, as our regular listeners, our really really regular listeners, our loyal listeners, Robin, <laughs> will, will will know. I, I am quite partial to a sour beer now and again. So it's not a problem for me. I just don't think this is supposed to be that. Yeah. But I'll happily drink it. If yeah. I die tomorrow, you know why. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's supposed to be a, a, a very calm ale, right? Not a pale ale, not an IPA, just an ale, really. Um, is it strong? No, not really. I don't, don't think so. I didn't check the ABV. To be honest, it doesn't doesn't taste that strong. strong. But no, it's quite enjoyable. So, cheers. Cheers, chap. Here's to fifty more. <laughs> Why not? Why not? Fifty. Fifty. Who'd have thought it? Well, it's an interesting. Well, the whole round. I'm sure we've had a conversation before about how we're attached to round numbers yeah, for no real reason. Really it's arbitrary, no, fifty. But, doesn't mean anything. Um, but it's just a, a, a cultural thing, I guess. So it's worth it's worth celebrating. Whatever triggers you have that force you to stop and just reflect and you know almost congratulate yourself, but also stop and think, how can we take it forward? I think it's a good whatever triggers there are, even if they are arbitrary numbers. It's it's a, it did make us think that that. I, I was thinking for a while that we should do something different, special. I don't know what you want to call it, but reflective is a good word, doesn't it? In terms of you do take stock of what's happened. It's two years. That's that's. We try to push these out once every two weeks. So it is um, pretty well. It's two years to keep to keep that cadence is is, is pretty good. When I say we, well, <laughs> <laughs> I mean largely all the effort is is the you. editing effort is is largely on my part. But um, no, it's it's a fairly. So that's something that's got easier over the two yeah. years? Yeah, it takes me about an hour now to get one of these out. What, 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 what did it used to involve? Well, a lot more editing. Like <laughs> a day? Yeah, when, when I was not this, well, half a day probably. But I, got saying, a lot. I, remember I think also we've got a lot better at the the structure of these things and, and, and how. So it doesn't need to, as much editing. What to say and what not to say. Obviously, that's completely different when Nigel's around because yeah, <laughs> I have to monitor heavily what Nigel says. But. Um, no, it's, it's a lot easier um, than it ever used to be. But then I'm probably better at it anyway. You cut as me. much of what Nigel says as you leave in, I would Exactly, imagine. yeah. yeah. Uh, I remember I was saying, remember we, when we did the first one, we had a laptop on the table to record it in, I don't know, garage band or something. We, rather than the, the wonderful technology that we've got in front of us yeah. now. Um, and I remember the looks and the comments that we had. People thinking, what are people you actually doing? Did, did they did ask, ask didn't they? Didn't they? Yeah, yes. what, what are you doing? Yeah. We had to try and explain. Yeah. But... Um, no, it's a little bit more discreet these days. Yeah. People don't know that we're recording. But See, we, 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 yeah. asked, we got some advice. Some people offered us advice. We, well, I, I, um, I, I did ask, and, and, and a couple of people, we have to give Robin Hackshaw a, a thanks here, because... Um, That's Agile Robin. Yeah, he, uh, he sent in a couple of suggestions on what we should, how we should mark this 50th episode. Mm-hmm. The first he suggested was kind of like an awards an awards um, speech as to what and he gave categories like best pub best pint best topic best mm. guest and that type of thing yeah um, so but then you've got to think back to it's, 50, it's going to be quite episodes, hard to think back but I suppose it wouldn't be that once you start remembering things it'll, it'll spur on other memories I imagine well I said to you uh, this morning um the most memorable pint, and I, I didn't drink it, but you tried to drink yeah. it, was in, uh, I can't remember the episode number, but um, it was in Cardiff at the Owen Glendore pub in the middle of town, and there was a, there was a cider festival on, I believe, 
and you try, tried a half pint because they would only give you a half pint of it, a badger spit. Oh yeah, that was quite strong wasn't it? And really it, well, it, it certainly wasn't very transparent, it wasn't very see-through. Oh yes, very cloudy. <laughs> but it looked awful. But you, you drank it. And it was well, like I don't 15% like percent or something like that, something ridiculous. So I wouldn't say that that's my favourite pint, but it's my, my, one of my more memorable yeah. half pints. I think that's fair enough. It can, it can be favourite for a number of different reasons. Any other pints or drinks stick out for you? Well, again, as our, as our listeners will know, I, I'm, I like change, I like novelty, I like different. So um, when we've had the opportunity to try something different, so we've had, a, I think we had a, a sour beer or two, and it was just something I'd never had before, and I quite like that. And we did this like is a, quite nice to be honest. We went to a couple of gin places, didn't we? Yes. We've had, uh, we did try some different drinks. Yes. Your, your cocktail with the ginger biscuit stands out for me. Yeah. Again, I did Brighton. Yeah, that was um, that was interesting. That was a dessert rather than a, than a drink, mm. but um, that was interesting. It took me a long time to get through that. And our glass of port on the river in Porto. Yeah. That was nice. Yeah, that's true. We've been to some nice places. And, and some rubbish places. Yeah, and um, there's a few. The listeners won't know that some of the, some of the pubs that didn't quite make the cut, mm. mainly due to um, too much noise, mm. too much background noise, and, and a couple of um, a couple of rejected pubcasts didn't quite make the cut. And yeah, they um, they'll never see the light of day, unfortunately. But um, we tr- well, we tried and won, and won the opposite, where it was too quiet because we failed to record <laughs> my voice. Yeah, so we're, we're, we don't really want to spot, we had an idea that we, for a different type of podcast that, um, that didn't quite work out due to technological reasons. Yeah. And we had to can that. But That was in the early days. It well. will come back. Yeah, I would say we had more wastage in the early years. Yeah, yeah. That's normal though, right? You're yeah. gonna, we're, we're not experts at this, we were learning as we went. Yeah. So now you're pretty good at coming into a, a pub and thinking, yeah, this is too. I judge the, yeah, I judge the noise as to where we sit, where to, where to put the where the speakers are, where how much noise, how many people in the pub. It's getting that balance of time of, day, time of day is important as well. True. Most people think we're not, you know, we're not usually here in the um, in the height of an evening out. So we, but there's been a couple of podcasts that we did that was too got towards the end of the night and it was just, the pub was just filling up. Mm. And you can't really hear what we're saying, but um, so your yeah, lunch times is generally an easier time for these things. Um, but you know, we've been to some nice places. It's definitely evolved. I mean, it started off as just you and me. Yeah. Um, obviously, we have other we have guests now, which, yeah. we, which we didn't. Feels like we have people we should thank. Well, yeah. So I'm just trying to think of all the guests we've had. We've had Eddie and Steve. Yeah. Uh, down in Brighton. And we were over in Ireland, we had a few guests. Yeah, we had Emma and Ashlyn, and we had um, gatherings. We normally try and get get a few... Howard, Sorab and Andrea Yeah, in, in a gathering. Uh, you when, when you went to San Diego without me, you had Adam. some guests. Adam. Let's stop there. Just a bad feeling that we've we've missed somebody off. Like There's probably some people that are really going to moan yeah. on social media that they weren't included in that kind of recognition and thanks. Yeah, and the only the only um, sort of.
caveat that we've got, the only defence that we've got, is that this is live and unscripted. We haven't prepared for this. We haven't got a, a list of people there that we can go through. But anybody who has contributed, and I'll, I mean, let's throw out you know, the people who've organised the live pub cast. Oh yeah, definitely. The user groups. Yeah. Um, all the people who volunteered to help organise them, but also contribute, talk, ask questions, join in the discussion. And a lot of those names will go and you know unrecognised yeah. because they spoke out at the time but I enjoy those those live I think we've got a couple more lined up we've been asked to do a couple more yeah yeah I'd like to find some more ways of getting our audience members involved yeah we'd like to get more people actually more interactive. if you're perhaps we should get better about saying where we're going to be and let people kind of say oh, I'm, I'm in London on that day because that kind of happened with a few missed opportunities with people who were around, but then just didn't it didn't materialise. Yeah, there must be. Yeah, maybe that's just something we don't need to solve it now. But maybe we could just have that on our to experiment or explore list. Yeah, yeah make it a little bit more interactive. I'd like to have done things like that a little bit more, a little bit earlier in the, in the piece, really, because I've enjoyed them. I didn't, yeah, it was a bit more, um, it was even more unscripted, wasn't it? It was. Mm. It, we just didn't really know where anything was going to go. Um, but it was quite, it was quite a, uh, an enjoyable, much more interactive experience. Mm. I enjoyed that. Went to a range of places. Yeah. We, we've uh, obviously done pubs. Uh, we've done cafes by the sea. That was different. Yes, we did down by um, Bournemouth sort of area. Yeah. Boston, was it? We've done by the river in Porto, obviously, and we've done. Uh, we did the Guinness Storehouse. We did, yeah. For the sort of landmark oh, yeah, ale house. That was, in fairness, that was the, cool. some of the outdoor ones are actually quite because obviously you get a lot of much quieter ambiance outside. They're mm. always quite nice. Well, now it's getting closer to the summer. Hopefully, we may have a few in a beer, beer garden again. Beer garden experiences, yeah, that's good. Hmm. Any, any other sort of retrospective style thoughts from your perspective? Um, no, I've been massively in, impressed by the numbers, and we, I, we again we just had a quick num, a quick look through the episodes one to forty nine on on my phone just before we um, we recorded, and unsurprisingly, I suppose just due to time, the first podcast we did was is still our most popular. So we got to about twenty five thousand listens in total, something like that. No. No, we're not. We're not there. Not there yet. <laughs> um, but someone getting getting near that. But um, about on average, about five hundred listens per episode. Over five hundred. No. It's and over five hundred listens per. And that's fifty episodes. So yeah. that's twenty-five. I suppose. Yeah. Over time. But um, a lot of the, that's on that note of the live ones. The live ones do tend to be quite popular in terms of just looking at numbers in terms of how many listens. So the live ones seem to be quite in, quite popular with the. With our, with, the, with, our, with our audience. So either our listeners want to hear other people than us. Yes, or maybe, we're, hoping, maybe we're the problem. Maybe, or maybe they're just hoping that we'll get caught out by the audience. Oh. Perhaps. Yeah. Whatever caught out means. But there's no reason, yeah, we could, we could um, take it even further. We could do, if you've got a particularly interesting place that we could run one, it doesn't actually have to, we don't have to come through the user group first. If you've got a, a venue, a location, the part of the world that you'd like us to talk from, we could go there on our own. We could meet people there. We could, we could come to you. We were quite happy just to have you know individuals. We just can, just first class flights is all we ask for. Yeah, it's all we ask. And um, and a, yeah, a brandy budget. glass full of brand <laughs> M&Ms, that type of thing. Yeah, 
that's all, all we need. Are you able to say anything about the gathering yet? Um, I think when this might go out. By, by the time this goes out, things should be in motion. By the time this goes out, so this will be our 50th, um, this is our 50th, and by the time this goes out, um, the programme should have been agreed. We'd be hoping that um, speakers would have accepted and time slots would have been... So can you give the listeners any sneak previews? I think they deserve to be the first to know, really. They, They put up with a lot. I can't give, I can't, well, a lot of the paid kind of keynote speakers are not... I can't confirm those until they've signed on the dotted lines. Mm. But um, we've got Tim Harford, a BBC business, BBC uh, economist, economist. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I um, love his TED talks. Very good, and uh, done a lot of done two or three TED talks, um, and written a book. I wish I, I should know the name of it, but I haven't. But in terms of, I think he's a uh, yeah, he's, he's regularly on the radio, if not on television. Yep. Um, who else have we got? There's Nigel Owens, the uh, rugby referee. Rugby, um, rec- the well, recognised as the best rugby referee, the world leading rugby referee. He's got some very good quotes, Nigel. Yeah, he's good, and he's very charismatic and yeah. uh, engaging as a speaker. But we're hoping he's going to be giving some talk around leadership and kind of discipline and respect that type of thing, yeah. which is obviously. A, and it's nice that we're interested in, I'm going to challenge Nigel on how um, he's at a scrum conference mm. and uh, whether to test his knowledge of what our Real inter- scrum what an interpretation of, this, of scrum in software really is. But um, it'll be interesting to see how, he's, uh, how he comes at that talk. Do you think he's got any knowledge? I think he's, I'm hoping and I'm thinking that he's the type of speaker, he does it enough to do some research okay. and I think he'd be um, I think he will make some good parallels hopefully cool. as well as being a, a, an, an interesting and engaging speaker so yeah there's a few names um, I don't think there are any others that I, I could just, share yeah. don't want to give too much away no but there's, there's, a, there's some recognisable names definitely mm. people will know probably know already we have it at the London Gathering we're having just four four tracks specified or simplified by um, scrum masters, creating better scrum masters, creating better product owners, creating better teams, and creating uh, better leaders. So that was the uh, the simplified tracks that we that we suggested. And not just one keynote. And the not hope just is an opening and a closing keynote. No, the hope is that the days will be structured. There'll be there'll be a choice. I can probably tell you this. This is this is kind of um, firmed up. I think. That the um, the opening for the uh, each day, so it'll be a three-day event. The opening will be um, split, and it will be split by your choice of the tracks that are most interesting to yep. you. So you'll be able to go to a keynote or a, a significant um, speaker from not from the software industry, not from the agile industry, but who will who we've selected based on they will make you think differently about how you work. Okay. And the suggestion is and what we'd like to do is split that by leaders and product owners would be in one half of the space. Right. And scrum masters and teams would be in the other half of the space. So we've picked and tailored content and uh, presentations and, and uh, talks by paid speakers to, that will be appropriate to those two audiences. Mm. And people will have to make a, a difficult choice. The good news is I hope, we're hoping that um, 
if you would like to have seen what was in the other half of the room um, behind the screens, you'll be able to see that um, through replay, through digital recording okay. and replay. So those, we're hoping that those will be available to you on the, the following day or, or at least later on during that day. But we wanted to, we've, we've pushed the boat out a little bit and tried to give people a variety of different perspectives from different industries. And then people can make their own choices, people can make their own links and connections to how that affects their work. We've gone for European, we've gone for European names. Okay. So, um, with the exception of one, I think, most of them are, U are European names. Um, and they're, I think they're fairly big names. People will hopefully know who they are. <laughs> but but um, should be interesting. They certainly will do by the end of the gathering, anyway. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So and again, it might. It's again, we're stepping away from traditional hour-long or ninety-minute-long okay, so keynotes. Forty-five minutes. Maybe less, so maybe 30 minutes. Oh wow, okay cool, so nice, short, sharp, memorable punch. So the brain, you know, the brain can't really process too much information, so we're trying to keep it short and snappy and very much, the, the, I think the start of the conference will be different to what people expect. Okay, good. And then we're going to try and bring people back together for a wrap-up at the end of the day. Yeah. And again, do a track-by-track wrap-up track, uh, on how tailored to what's happened during the day on those just two of the four tracks. Yeah. So split the room in half. Okay. So um, it's a big ask, and there's the, it's a, a bit of a, a shift in the traditional format. But we're hoping that it might be quite a lot more tailored to what people. Hopefully, people will make a decision, and that we're hoping that people will, will follow that track mm. uh, based on their experience, based on their interest, and their scrum masters will hopefully follow us more of a scrum master track. Mm. And product owners likewise. So um, yeah, it's um, good. It's, it's moving. It's October, right? Yeah, October eighth to tenth. I feel like we've um, we haven't really finished what we started with regards to a, almost a review awards thing of the podcast. Okay. And all I, all I can remember was best pub. We've done best beer, haven't we, with the well best, best pint with uh, Badger Spit. And the ginger biscuit cocktail. Yeah. But best pub for you? Best pub. <clears throat> Have you got one? Come on, something. Well, I, so, uh, I, I think I've gone on record. My kids certainly know that I, favourites is not something I do, <laughs> apart from with them. Right. Um, so the only favourite I have is with my kids, and depends on who's being well behaved. Um, but in general, I don't really have a favourite beer, favourite food, favourite colour, favourite that kind of thing. So I'm thinking about some of them. There are different things that I like about them. So I like different. So the fact that we had a you know a cafe on the beach was was cool because it was different. The fact that we were in the Guinness storehouse was cool because it was a bit of a sort of an icon, yeah. iconic place. Um, the the mesmerist was so different mm. in Brighton, mm. where uh, we had all that just weird stuff all over the place. Mm. And we had that jazz band downstairs, mm. and that was pretty cool. Um, I think the one that I enjoyed the most at the time, I'll go for as my favourite, and I would say that, it's that that was the one near you, where on a cold, windy day we came in, and it was a sort of beamed ceiling with a nice roaring English fire, the, the dog and fox. Yeah. Oh, the dog and fox in Bradford, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bradford and Avon, yeah. That's very, um, when, I remember when you walked in, you thought, oh, this, you said, this is my kind of pub. Yeah. 
Yeah, and the, the food was served on willow pattern plates and that type of thing. It was yeah. very much. Um, it could almost have been someone's living room. That kind yeah. of um, that kind of thing. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. The ones that stuck out for me are probably the ones that have the most interesting names. I've got, I go quite a lot of names of pubs. Okay. Um, the ones that I'm I'm thinking of now. Obviously, the Goddard Arms. <laughs> yes. that, that, um, <laughs> we stumbled across that in Swindon, didn't we? We thought, oh no, well, we've just literally got to stop the car yeah. and do something here. But um, and the other one that, that sticks in my mind was um, was the Smoking Dog. Do you remember the Smoking Dog? Oh yeah, yeah. That's that was when we were talking about the my my island experience. It was yes, it was that around that time. The picture wasn't it? of a dog with a pipe. In yeah, and it was just it was even just the fact that. Because it has kind of a, there must be a story behind this yeah. dog, and the the kind of the picture on the on the internet and the uh, you know the, the the stereotypical English pub sign on the on the on the outside wall a dog smoking a pipe. Mm. There's got to be something worth exploring there. So I, I I do kind of like that intriguing. There's a where there's a story behind. So it's moving away. Kind of, I don't like the kind of King's Arms red line. It's yeah. all with number four. If there's genuinely a story behind behind the name of the pub. Mm. I like that. And I like some of the places that involved a bit more research. Yeah. Where we'd have to go on. There was the place in Bristol as well, wasn't there? The um the pirate pub, what was that one? Do you remember uh, that one? The hatchet? The hat was it the hatchet? Yeah, where Blackbeard was Yeah, allegedly. and there was there was a theory and a, a history, mm. a legacy. I li- I like that. It was a smugglers pub yeah. where you used to get smuggled out. Yeah, I like that kind of thing. So I, I'm a big on kind of the uh, the history and the story behind these places. Yeah, we've done well to, to not just stick. obviously there, there's there's pubs like the Knights Templar in Bristol where we've done a few and that, that has that historic connection for us. Yeah, a nostalgic one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we haven't really had a bad one, really, have we? Like I said, we've had a couple of pubs that didn't make the cut, which mm. might have been really great sounding pubs. Yeah, one of my favourite pubs was the night uh, the four the four thieves. Four knives. Four thieves. Four yeah. thieves in Battersea. Yeah. Where there was the puzzle room in the pub. Yes. And it was a very loud pub. Mm. But there was a lot of. That's when we won the pub quiz. We did win the pub quiz in that pub. <laughs> that was one of my favourite because we it, it became a whole. The pubcast lasted the whole night. Didn't yeah. It? Hashtag for the win. Yeah, and it was. Um, it started at about five o'clock in the evening, and the pubcast finished in a quite a rowdy pub by about eleven o'clock after yeah. the pub quiz. So. And kind of that night kind of evolved. That, that was, was a good fun, night. That was a fun one. Can't remember what we talked about. No, it must have been. It was probably great, great probably, material. Probably awesome. Great material at the time. Yeah. But it just kind of gives us an excuse not to go out and drink, but it gives us an excuse to um, to catch up, doesn't it? Which mm. is yeah, it is good. Would you say there've been some recurring topics? Your memory's better than mine. So there've been things that have cropped up more often. Well, I, I think imagine we, we've done 50 unique no, topics. We're, I suppose, we're, um, and people will know this from what we teach and and uh, what we specialise in, I suppose, but we do, do, I think we do talk a lot about the Scrum Master role. We talk about coaching a lot. Yeah. And I think we, um, we do always tend to reflect back and, and, and draw back to those types of topics. Our first ever topic was Agile Transformations, wasn't it? Yeah. And I can't remember what we said about it. No. Do you think your your views have changed on agile transformations? I think so. I'm, yeah, I think they have. I think I'm a lot more realistic now <laughs> than yeah. I used to be. A lot more. 
a lot more honest, I suppose, that the fact that I'm I'm more prepared to say, you know what, this this might take you a lot longer than you think. Yeah. I can't wave a magic wand. And um, in some respects, brute being Bruce Norris, this may never work. Yeah. I'm quite content that I can't solve everyone's problems now. I think I think I'm a lot more comfortable in my own skin these days even the, even from two years ago I think as you see different people you speak to different companies you do get a lot more um, perspective on you know what it's at the end of the day it's you know it's, it's a job it's you know it's, it's in many situations not in all situations in many situations it's not life or death mm-hmm. um, but I can't. You know, there are some companies that I do deal with that are dealing with life and death um, projects. But in many situations, it's not as bad as people think it is. There's generally something, um, an alternative story that is worse. Not everyone's special. Not everyone's yeah. going through the same things. Some people have got a lot harder. And just remember that. Um, again, something that uh, asked me recently on a completely unrelated. Um, topic in a non-related, non-work related uh, WhatsApp group. Um, If you were to offer anyone, um, if you were to go back, it was a great question actually, if you were to go back and offer some advice to your 21 year old self Mm. who's just left college, what would you say? And that made me think, and it it made me put my whole kind of current situation, my career and where I am now into perspective and saying, is that Leaving your or your first job is not going to be your only job. Trying to encourage people to think that my current situation is probably not going to be my last situation. Yeah. And have the courage and have the um, the bravery to, to to step outside of what you think is the only way to do something and do something else. Mm. And it's not as bad as you think it might turn out to be. Yeah. That was my big... and. I, in terms of regrets, and, and, and we talked about this in the podcast before, I think I, I should have moved on, I should have moved in a different direction a lot earlier than I probably did. And, and whilst uh, I can't complain and things have turned out okay for me, but I sometimes think that could I be even more further ahead? Could I be doing something else, something different that I haven't even experienced yet if I'd have just made that leap a bit further? I was, helps, petr- I I was petrified, so. I was absolutely petrified of leaving my first job. But so many more doors opened yeah. by doing that than they ever would have by the state. And even moving house, that was a big. For me to move from, at the time it was Exeter to Bath, that seemed like a massive. Go, literally moving to a, a city and a, a work environment where I didn't know anyone. Yeah. But it was probably one of the best decisions <coughs> I ever made. Do you think having gone through the difficulty of making those decisions to make a change gives you greater empathy for the people that you're coaching mm, when they're facing does. change? Absolutely does. With a, with a tinge of frustration, mm. I think, if I'm honest, but I can at least understand that it's... I, I understand how big a decision this, this may well be. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you can kind of see that, talking from my own experience, there's, there may be an opportunity that you're missing out on by not doing this right now. About you, have you changed in two years? Um, I think 
not necessarily in two years. Well, yeah, definitely. But uh, I think in terms of going back to this idea of agile transformation, is what we were started talking about. So I can't remember what I said, but I think one of the things that if I was to give some advice to myself when I was younger, it wouldn't necessarily be try things because I was probably trying too many things. But um, it would be be open to the fact that what you believe to be facts could well mm. turn out to not be facts. Mm. And I was really quite sure that I was helping an organization adopt Agile in an Agile way, when actually now knowing what I know now, I wasn't. But at the time, nobody could have told me what that. Do you mean, what, what do you mean, you, what, well, you weren't? <clears throat> so we were, in a way, in that we were you know, adopting a product backlog and a prioritized list and a functional team and a transformation team. But it was still a very much a, a sort of bottom-up, top-down type thing, yeah. rather than actually really applying agile principles of plan, do, check, act, mm. validate, mm. small experiments, mm. um, and if emerge a new culture, evolve a new culture, rather than install a new culture. Mm. Um, so would you be a lot more forceful, you think, if you were doing all that again? No, I, no, I think it, it would be... Um, it wouldn't be about being agile, it would be about defining the kind of decisions that you want to make, the kind of leadership behaviours that you want to exhibit, and then trying to do that, but getting feedback on whether that's working, mm. and whether it's getting you the results you want to get, and slowly but surely that, that culture changes, rather than we're going to make a transformation and by 2007 it's going to be done, mm. you know? And that requires training and it mm. requires this. So, but I don't. When I, you say you, you, know, you wish you'd have perhaps done things a little bit sooner, I might be wrong, but I, I take comfort in the in the fact that actually we weren't in a position to do that. It, it took a certain amount of evidence of of pain, of yeah. promise of value to to make the leap, and that came when it came. You were ready when you were ready, and you were ready a lot sooner than a lot of other people. It's interesting, yeah. That so uh, we we again. I forget what we've talked about in in fifty episodes, but I'll go I'll go for it. In our courses, we do a, a journey a journey line experience yeah. where we talk through um, our careers and dating back to when we started. You know, we graduated from college, and it's amazing how often people say to me at the end of me presenting my journey is how brave you were, but at the time you don't feel brave. No. And even now, I look back and think, I wasn't. I didn't feel brave at that point. I felt pe- I felt petrified. I think that's kind of the definition of bravery, though, isn't it? Acting where, despite being scared, it's not the absence of fear. It's acting in yeah, the face suppose, of fear. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I tell my kids that if you're scared of something and you still do it, that's what makes you brave. It's not yeah. not being scared of it. Yeah. That can be stupidity. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or arrogance. Mm. Um, yeah. And that's, that's effectively what we're asking other people to do, right? We're asking them to leave a comfort zone, a safety, a normality, and, and uh, mm. something that they're used to, and take a leap of faith, which to us might not seem like a big deal, but the fact that you can remember being in a similar situation mm. and what, let's just use me as an example, to me, didn't look like a big thing, to you was then. Mm. Now it isn't, yeah. because you've got more experience. You've come through it and seen the positives. But what is nice is, and what does give you a sense of perspective is just those occasional little um, messages that we get, and I, I get, I can't say speak for yourself, but 
couple of them have come through recently on LinkedIn in terms of just a, just a little bit a thank a thanks yeah. for um, people that have genuinely recently made a leap in their career or a change in their career or been recognised for something. Mm. And when they can just tag, when they tag your name into it as a as a kind of not not I couldn't have done it without you, but you were a major part of yeah. this happening. That that gives you a sense of of worth, yeah. of, um, of of value. But we don't have managers. We don't have performance reviews. No. We don't have all that kind of stuff where we get official feedback. No. Well, sometimes do, you do check yourself, don't you? Has yeah. a massive lag yeah. to it, doesn't it? It yeah. can do. Yeah. People can. I, I get messages from people saying, like, you know, I came on a course of yours, or like, you, we had a coaching session a few years ago, and something that was said there just stuck with me. But it was in the back of my mind for a couple of years until finally the time was right and I acted on it. And yeah. I never forgot that. And just that patience. Of, it'll 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 come when it's ready. Yeah. This is a bit philosophical. Mm. See, I think I think oh, I've enjoyed these fifty episodes. Should we stop? I look forward. No, no. <laughs> should we? Should we quit, quit while we're ahead? No, let's let's flog it until, <laughs> until, until it's dead. Until people stop listening. Yeah. Well, that's it. If people are still, if if people still tune in, and we can see when people are listening to this stuff, then it feels like we should keep doing it. No, but screw it. To be honest, even if they all stop listening, <laughs> me and you, until we're like ninety years old, we're going to carry on it doing. Just gives us a chance to come and have a chat. Yeah. With with a view that we're doing something for the community. Cheers, buddy. It's been a pleasure. Last two years, for the next two years.